0: Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Praise God. I hope you're ready for another good time with the Word of God and uh, lets us all expect a miracle in terms of hearing from God. And um, as I always say, when we gather together like this, you know, we should be, re- be willing to open our hearts to receive from Holy Spirit that he can touch us and guide us in his own special way. Amen. Let's get into prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We magnify thy most wondrous name in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for we have gathered here, O Lord God, to hear your word. We thank you for the ability to do so, O Lord God, without fear of being threatened or any fear of retribution, O Lord. We thank you so much for all things, both great and small, and we pray that as we move forward today to hear your word, O Lord, that you shall minister to our hearts in your own special way, that Holy Spirit speak to us and guide us, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We welcome here with us, Lord Jesus, be here with us, because, Lord, you said in your word that wherever two or more are gathered in your name, that you're right there in the midst, so we know that you are here with us, Lord Jesus, and we welcome you. Tarry around. Holy Spirit, take us where you will. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We honor thy most wondrous name in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. I'm always excited to talk about the Word of God. And uh, with the last message that we had, we it was centered around the importance of praising and, and worshiping especially during this time with so, so much turmoil going on in our lives and in the communities and in the world and so forth during these uh, tumultuous times. And we were saying that in addition to praise and worship uh, and, and prayers, that we need to also remember that God is still in charge. He always has been and he always will be. He's in charge and that the battle belongs to the Lord, okay? The battle belongs to the Lord. And like you, like you, um, I pray and I take these things to the Lord, you know, and, and I have a, a million questions sometimes, you know, and, and, and I just let my heart, I pour out upon the Lord exactly what's going through my spirit and through my mind. And this last particular time that I was doing that, you know, many times God will, will speak to us in short, succinct statements. Sometimes he will speak to me at, at length when Holy Spirit is ministering to me, he will speak to me at length, but many times he will speak in just short, simple statements in this particular time in my with my questions about what's going on and how long will this last God simply said watch what I do watch what I do that's all he said watch what I do and, of course, from there, he led me to Scripture. Okay? Now, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the Scriptures that we're going to look at here, the same thing as these Scriptures applied uh, many, many years ago, centuries ago, millennia ago, the same thing applies today because God is indeed the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So we're going to look at the Word of God and see what the Word is telling us. Uh, um, how these things are applicable to today in modern times in terms of what's going on. Amen. So with that, let's go to the uh, to the book of Exodus. Okay, let's go to the book of Exodus. And we want to go to uh, chapter 13, Exodus chapter 13. And we're going to start with verse number one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever opens the womb among the children of Israel both of man and of beasts, it is mine. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you from this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. This day came ye out in the month of Beb, and it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, which he sware unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. So he's telling them that what is about to happen here, what's going to happen, you are to remember this, okay, I remember it, okay? Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. And thou shalt show thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. So I'm saying we should tell this to our children. And it came, it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand uh, has the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. With a strong hand God has brought you out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in this season from year to year, to remember it. And it shall be, when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he sware unto thee and thy fathers, and shall give it to thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that open the matrix, or come out of the womb, and every firstling that comes of a beast which thou hast, the male shall be the Lord's. And every first thing of an ass, thou shalt redeem of the lamb. And, it's, and, and if thou shalt not redeem it, then sh- thou shalt, uh, thou shalt uh, break his neck, and all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. And it shall be when thy son asketh thee in, time to come, in times to come, saying, What is this that thou shalt say unto him, By strength of the hand of the Lord brought, brought us out from Egypt in the house of bondage? Okay, now, in other words, God, God brought them out of Egypt. Okay, no one else. God brought them out of Egypt. By strength of hand, by God's strength. The same way God brought you out of Egypt, when you were back in bondage, back before you came to know the, to know the Lord and you were doing your own thing in that past life, God brought you out of that. Okay? God does the work. Amen. Amen. This wasn't by your own accord accord. Okay? So the same way here God brought them out of Egypt and delivered them from bondage, God brought you out of your spiritual Egypt, and delivered you from bondage, okay, into the glorious light of Christ Jesus. Verse number 15 says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that opens the matrix, or the womb, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem." And it shall be for a token upon thine hand, and for frontlets between thine eyes. For by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth of Egypt. Again, by God's strength, by God's might, brought them out of Egypt. Verse 17. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God says, lest peradventure, or by chance, the people repent, or they, they change their minds, uh, um, when, they see, when they see war and they return to Egypt. So in other words, they're saying, saying that, that, that I'm not going to take them through the, the way of the Philistines, which was closer and easier, Okay, because if they do, if I do take them that way, there's a good chance that all of a sudden, just because of seeing some war, they may all of a sudden start saying, "Oh gosh, I give up. I want to go back. I want to go back to Egypt." Okay. Now, do we behave the same way sometimes when God is bringing us out of? Out of a a, a past experience or past circumstances, and God is bringing us, leading us to a bigger place. The least little bit of, of challenge that we run into, you know, this says war. The least little challenge that we run into, do we want to give up? Do we want to go back to the way we used to be, to go back into that past life? Okay, I hope not. I hope not. Okay. You see, but God is wise. Of course, God is wise. And he said, I'm not going to take them that way. I'm going to take them on another route because the minute they start running into some some opposition, they're going to wish that they had stayed in Egypt. Okay. Verse 18. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you. And you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and by night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Okay, So as we are going through our beginnings of a wilderness of, a journey, going from point A to point B where God is taking us from and taking us to, this is going to be a physical journey where God is actually going to move you someplace else, where you're going to leave the city or the community that you are and go someplace else, or it may be a spiritual journey. It may be where God is is wanting to move you from where you are spiritually and promote you up to a better place in Him, to to, to a a place of of more responsibility, of of a deeper relationship with Him. Whatever it may be, whatever that you are going through, if you're in this wilderness journey, and you've heard me say many times before that we all have our wildernesses and we all have our, our, our promised lands, okay, where God is going to get us to another place where He's moving us up, you know, either spiritually or physically. We all have these things, and they come at different points in our life, you know, you know, you know, you know that, that, that first wilderness adventure could have been when you first started working and you were praying for this promotion, you know and maybe that promotion thing kind of dragged on for days, weeks, months even you know and, and, and so getting to that promised land, which was that promotion, that wilderness time for you may have been somewhat uncomfortable, okay? but if you think back, God guided you through that, God guided you through. Amen, amen, amen. So, so God here, here he, he's saying that, that, that uh, uh, the word of God is saying here that during that time, they followed him by the, the cloud during the day. They followed him by the fire at night. Okay, so the same way it is with us, there's no difference. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, I always say. When you've got this wilderness experience that you're going through and you're waiting for something, there's a, a, a trying time, there's a time of testing there. If you just keep your eyes watching, Okay, you see that pillar of cloud, you'll see God leading you, okay? He'll lead you through the daytime, he will lead you through the night times too, okay? The night times, many times, can be the most troubling, challenging times because it is, it is at night when things are quiet, you know, where your spouse, you know, is asleep, the children are in bed, that's when things are the quietest at night, and when all of a sudden all of the thoughts start coming in, you start you to start get bombarded by the enemy, Try to put all sorts of doubt and fears into your mind. At nighttime, that's when you look for that, that pillar of fire that it's talking about here. And God will guide you during the night hours. Then come morning time and then there will be that cloud. God represented by that cloud. He will continue to guide you just like he did with Israel here. Okay. Verse 22 says, He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And so God will do with you. Amen? Amen? Okay. So then we go on to chapter 14 here, and we see it says in verse number one, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Piharoth, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baalzephon. before it shall you encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh shall say to the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Okay. So Pharaoh now is thinking here, you and know, already he's starting to scheme and think now. He's saying, Well, the children of Israel, where they're going, they're trapped. Okay? They're landlocked. There's no place that they can go. Okay. Pharaoh's starting to plot already. Okay, he says Israel is, is trapped. All right? Many times you may feel that you're trapped in a particular place. You look to your left, you look to your right, you can't see where it is that you want to go, that you could go. And you're feeling locked in, okay? And that's the devil again telling you, okay, you're trapped. You're stuck in this position. You're stuck in this place. You're stuck in that relationship. You're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck. Okay? God's in charge. And you just wait and see what God's going to do for you. Amen? Just like wait and see what God's going to do here. Okay? So he said that, they, that they're trapped, okay? Uh, and then it goes on in verse number four, and it says, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. Okay, so God here is saying, he says that I will be honored, okay, I will be honored by Pharaoh, all right, and and all the Egyptians, that they may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and for his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? Okay, now they're regretting the fact that they let Israel go. Okay, the same Jesus, they served us for all of these years, and now all of a sudden we decided to let them go. Again, Pharaoh being, being a type of the devil, if you will, the same thing happens with us. You know, the whole time that you were in your old life before you knew, knew Jesus, you were no threat to the devil. He had you where he wanted you. He could just collect, so to speak, whenever he wanted to. You were doing his bidding and maybe didn't even realize it how you were living your life, okay? But now all of a sudden that you've been set free from the devil, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you're following him. You're no longer following the, the devil Okay, the devil gets upset and he starts saying, "She was wow, you know, how did he get away? How did she get away? Amen? How did he or she get away? Okay? And then it goes on to say in verse number six, and he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, encamping by the sea, besides Pahiroth before Be'al-Zephan. Okay. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Okay, now can you picture that? Right, now we've all seen the, uh, you know, the Hollywood movies and things like that, you know, uh, and, and where the the, the, um, uh, the the Egyptians were chasing behind Israel, and here they turned around, they were right on their backs, alright, can, you can imagine how the situation must have looked in reality. Okay? And so all of a sudden they became very frightened and they cried out to God. Well, thank God at least they had the presence of mind to call out to God. How many times when we are frightened about a situation do we right away call out to God? When we are feeling afraid, how often do we call out to God? Amen. Which we need to do. We need to do. Okay. So here we see Israel said, Israel cried out unto the Lord. Verse 11. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou, hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been a, had it been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in this wilderness? Okay, now all of a sudden there's all this complaining, there's all of this regret. Now they're saying, what is this? You, you bring us all the way out here to simply die in this wilderness? Would it have just been better that we had stayed in Egypt? We would have stayed in Egypt and and, and served the Egyptians. Okay. Okay. Do you say in your life that, gee, I wish I was back in the old life? Why did I step out in this thing called Christianity to follow Christ when, when things right now seem to be so tough going on? Maybe it would have been better for me to stay back in Egypt, back in my old life. Amen. They were murmuring and they were complaining. They were complaining. Okay. They're not trusting God. They were so afraid and they cried out to God. But then this is what they say say to Moses. You, you, you know, you know, is not this the word that we did tell you in Egypt saying, let us alone, just leave us be that we may serve the Egyptians. Okay? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than it would be for us to die here in this wilderness. Wow. Wow. 13. And Moses said unto the people, fear you not, stand still, fear you not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again, no more forever. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. What did God say to me? Watch what I do. Watch what I do. So we've got this turmoil going on. We've got riots. We've got, we, 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 we've got all sorts of political stuff that's just going on. You, you don't know which end is up. You, you got all of these lockdowns again, I say. you got all of these the, the people that's trying to kill the spirit, kill our spirit, to, to just instill more and more fear in us. They're just dumping more and more things on us. You know, things are so changing. You know, we're at such an uncertain time. Okay. From man's standard, anyway, we Christians know what the, know know exactly what's going down and coming down with as followers of Jesus Christ, because we know that God's on the case here, Amen, Amen, Amen. But what, but what God is saying here: Watch what I do. God said to me, Watch what I do. So that means in these times when things just seem to be so up in the air, and it seems like there's so much pressure being coming coming down to us from above, so to speak. And I don't mean God from God above, okay, from those in authority up here. So many different things are coming down. God is saying, watch what I do. We stand back and we see the inequities, inequities. We see that that that, that it's okay for people to riot and carry on like that, but it's not okay for us to be in church, in a gathering. Us being in church together in a gathering is going to spread this COVID. But it's okay to be out there riding. Okay? Okay. All right? It's okay to do all sorts of things. But all of us law-abiding citizens and Christians, there's so many things that we can't do or they're trying to prevent us from doing. God says, watch what I do. Watch what I do. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Verse number 14. Well, let me start at 13 again and read, read through to 14. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more. The Lord shall fight for you. Underline that, please. The Lord shall fight for you. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. He said, watch what I do. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for me. And we will hold our peace. Watch what I do. Amen. Amen. We see all this stuff that's going on right now, but God is in charge here. And we don't know how or the, 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 exactly how the plan is going to pray out, work out. But God says, watch what I do. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Verse 15 goes on to say, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. Don't give up. Go forward. And I'm saying to you that God is saying for you to go forward. Don't give up. Don't give up. You keep on going forward with your plans. Whatever things that you have in mind, the things that you're that you're vying for, things that, 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 that you've been crying out to the Lord for, and the Lord has given you some instruction, you know, you know, some direction. Even though it, even though it, it may be minuscule in what he's been telling you, you simply do step by step what God is telling you to do. But you just keep moving forward and don't give up. Like he said here. Children of Israel. Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to go forward, to don't give up. Verse 16, but lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on, on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now, most people are saying, whoa, Lord, you see that raging sea out there? That's not a little pond. That's, not, you know, that, that's a raging sea. And you're telling me to lift up my hand with my rod? and stretch it out over the sea, and divide it? Wow, Lord, how can that be possible? But guess what, Saint of God, if God created this magnificent, wondrous, awesome universe, if God created this this planet with all of the life, if God created you as wonderfully made as you are, how all of your body parts and your you know, nervous system, muscular system, bloodstream, heart—you know everything just functions so wonderfully together. If God can do all of that, do you think God cannot do what He's telling you to do, and simply to do what He's telling you to do? Okay. Don't try and look at the physics of. I'm going to give you that job. Oh, but Lord, how's that going to work out? I'm not qualified. I didn't graduate college. How's that going to work out? Okay. Okay. I'm going to enlarge your bank account. Oh, but Lord, how is that going to work out? You know, I'm going to get you that new car, but, but Lord, how, you know, the last time I looked, you know, I don't have enough money for the down payment, but but I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. God is telling you to watch what I do. Okay. Not to, not to question what I do, but to watch what I do. Remember, God said, we said last week, that, 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 that are his thoughts, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We cannot begin to imagine the things that God is working. We can't begin to imagine what God is doing behind the scenes. Things which may, we may never see or know. Newspapers will never broadcast it. TV channels will never broadcast it. Radio will never broadcast it. There are things that are going on behind the scenes that we will never know. All we've got to do is to do what he's telling us to do, and then watch what he does. Amen? So he told Moses there, he said, Lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Remember I, said, remember I said that all of those that are in authority, that's doing all sorts of dastardly things, okay? Doing all sorts of things that, that are not really helping, helping the citizens that they are supposed to be uh, governing in terms of man's terms, okay? Remember I said the things that they're doing? And you and I see it, you, you read about it, you hear about it, okay? How, 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 how they are saying, they are saying uh, uh, not for me, but for thee, okay? All right, all right, okay, the don't do as I do, do as I say, okay? God will hold them accountable, and God will be honored. God will be honored. What it, does was it say there? It, it says, I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. God will be honored. Ultimately, God will indeed be glorified. We don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know how it's going to work out. But be encouraged, my sister and my brother. Be encouraged that God is there. Okay? Watch what I do, he says. Okay? Verse 18 says, and 18 says, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. See, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. All of these people that are denying God right now, they're denying him. They want to write his name out of books. They want to get his name out of our speech. The next thing they'll be trying to tell us preachers and pastors, you know, know, don't mention Jesus in your sermons. And that's not going to go very far, (laughs) at least not as far as this one is concerned. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, But all these things that they're trying to do, what does, what does the Lord say there? And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. They shall know that he is God. They shall know that God is God. They're on the high and mighty now, and they're just doing their thing all absent God. Oh, boy. And they're celebrating in some circles and whatnot, but they don't know. They don't know what is really going on. God will be honored. God will be honored. Every single knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. 19, And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Okay? They moved from in front, the pillar and the fire moved from in front of them to behind them and it came it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel and it was a cloud and darkness to it to them but it gave light by night by night to these so that so that the one came not near the other all the night okay so in other words god stood between the enemy and Israel god will stand between you and the enemy okay God will stand between you you and the enemy. The enemy won't be able to see you, won't be able to move forward, but you will be able to continue on, where, on to where God is telling you to go. The same thing applies now. Okay, Don't doubt for a moment that God is not standing between you and what the enemy would love to be able to achieve uh, over you. God is on the case. All right? All right, so we just need to just watch and see what he does. And it goes on to say, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. The waters were divided. The waters were divided. Amen. And the children of Israel... And, uh, and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Can you imagine that? Walking on the, the, the seabed, you know, on the seabed with these huge these huge uh, 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 walls of water going up on either side of you. Imagine how that would be. Okay. All right. But it's, the waters divided and they walk through on dry ground. On, on dry ground. 23. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked, looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. Okay. Okay. Confused them. Okay. I mean, they they didn't know what's going on here. What's going on? 25. And took off their chariot wheels That drove them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us free from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Now, here the devil himself, Pharaoh, the the enemy here is fleeing all of a sudden because they said, The Lord is fighting for them. Well, God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. Okay? Alright? And what's going to happen, I don't know how, but eventually, all those that are opposing, all that is good. All those that are opposing all things that are right. All those that are opposing things that this, that this country was established upon. All those that are opposing, all those that are opposing, all those that are opposing, they're going to realize at some point that God is with us. That God is with us. Watch what God does. Watch what God does. Okay? 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 It says in verse 26, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Okay, what does it say? Does it say Moses overthrew? No, it says the Lord. It says the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Okay? God is going to overthrow everything that is coming against him. God is going to overthrow everything that is coming against us, his children. God is going to overthrow all things that are going against his ways. We just need to watch and see what he does. Okay? And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand. The waters were a wall unto them uh, on their on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Okay, now when it says feared there, of course it means revered, had reverence for God. We don't fear God. We don't fear God as, you know, the boogeyman and that sort of thing like that, you know. It says fear in Scripture means we we show reverence to God with, with, with high respect for God, okay, with high respect, okay. See, see, and then, and then we see. I mean, this is is one example. And I just want to look at another example in in Second Chronicles. Uh, in Second Chronicles, chapter twenty. Second Chronicles, chapter twenty. Amen. Second Chronicles, chapter twenty. And we're going to start with verse number one. here's just another example to show you that we just need to watch what he does. Chapter 20 says, and it came to verse number one, and it came to pass after this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with and with uh, other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria, and behold, they be in Hazanatamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Okay. See, all of a sudden now, now all of these peoples, these nations, these groups are coming after Jehoshaphat. And then someone comes and says, guess what? They're coming across the sea. They're coming after you. Okay. Have you been there? Okay. Have you been there? I've been there. You know, when I've been told that so-and-so is about to come down, you know, or this is going to happen, you know, or something within the workplace is going to, you know, and and, and there are others, other groups that I want to come together and so forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a very uncomfortable feeling. I was in state government for a while in management, and I know how the sides could choose up and so on like that amen amen so I'm just saying to you here this was someone that was bringing more bad news if you've had someone bring you some bad news okay and you start becoming afraid first thing you do is start thinking about the Lord because what does it say to host a fat fear and set himself to seek the Lord this is what you must get into the habit of doing whenever we hear we hear about bad news or someone is coming against us or some circumstances are coming against us or going not going the way that we want them to go the first thing that we need to do when we feel that old spirit of fear creeping up in us is to Run to the Lord, seek the Lord, okay? And 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 then on top of that he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. You know. Now fasting is a whole separate sermon on its on itself and I won't get into a whole lot of detail there. But if you feel led to fast, okay, and fast does not mean fasting of, of, of all food And water for 40 days. Okay, fasting can be for a specific food. You know, for a specific period of time. You pray between God and see what Holy Spirit tells you to do. But it's a very effective way to to strengthen you and to to get you uh, uh, to get you more in line uh, uh, to hear from Holy Spirit. So that's the whole second sermon. I won't spend a lot of time. But it says here though that that he he sought the Lord and he proclaimed a fast. Verse number four says, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. So here they're gathering around to seek the Lord. Out of the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. The interesting thing there, by the way, is where it says, And they came, um, they came from all of the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. This is what we also need to do as children of Christ, children of the Lord. Okay, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we need to come together. Come together in our communities, in our cities, in our states, in this country. We need to come together, and in the world, wherever Christians are around the world, we need to come together. You know, in prayer. You know, in a common prayer. Okay, in a common prayer for 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 for, for God to to just to hear our prayers, which I know He does to lift up to him and to praise God, you know, on the things that are on our heart. We need to do that collectively as the body of Christ worldwide, okay? Not just in your, starting in your local community, go to your, to, to your uh, county, to your state, on up through the country and the world, you know. We, we should come together. Say, so they all came together, all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Verse 5 says, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? This is what he's saying to God. Aren't you God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? Okay, Does that fit today even? Lord, aren't you God of all? And God, don't you even rule over the heathens? Don't you even rule, Lord, over all of those people that are doing such dastardly things here, turning things upside down? Trying to instill such fear, aren't you God over them too? Amen. This is in essence what he's saying here, okay? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen, and in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gaveth it, gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, is that COVID, or pestilence, if when evil comes upon us as the sword, as judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom Thou wouldst not let us Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them, and uh, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Okay. So, in other words, God held them back from from destroying those that are now coming against them. Okay, God held Israel back; wouldn't let Israel attack them. Okay. But now these people are coming after them. them. That's what he's saying. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Okay. Behold, I say, how they reward us, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. Okay? So in other words, we did them a favor, we listened to you, Lord, and we didn't bother them. But now look, the very people that we spared, now they turned on us. Now they're turning on us. Okay. Maybe you've had an experience like that, you know? The very people or the very person or the very situation, you know, that the Lord put on your heart, no, let it go, you know, you know, let it go. Don't go after them. And then all of a sudden that person or that situation seems to have turned on you. This happens sometimes in life, and we start wondering the why, the why, the why, and maybe we cry out with a similar prayer, oh Lord God, aren't you God over them too? You know, the person that I let alone, that is now coming against me, aren't you over them also? Aren't you in charge? You're God over everything and everyone. Okay? 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 They, they And now, they they reward us to come cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. Twelve. O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Okay? Wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company. You may feel how much might do we have against the whole big government.
1: And again, I say I'm not
0: anti-government. Not at all. Not at all. God, God, God talks much about government not saying that at all. What I'm talking about is the ruling establishment that would be there today that is not doing what God would have them to do, and is therefore, as a result, bringing us Christians and others, you know, so much so much turmoil, so much challenge, okay? What, he, what he's saying is, O God, wilt thou not judge them, for we have no might against this great company. How much might do we have as, as individual citizens? I'm not talking about the might that we have as children of God, but I'm talking about as individual citizens. Okay, How much might do we have? I know what might we have constitutionally, as far as the Constitution is concerned, but what about around the world and other countries that do not have our Constitution? How much might does the average citizen have? Okay, okay, No might against this great company. That comes against us. Neither know we what to do. We don't know what to do but our eyes are upon thee. We we may not know what to do, but our eyes need to be upon God. Our eyes need to be upon God and then watch and see what he does. We may feel frustrated and feel like it's a hopeless case. I mean, every time you pick up the newspaper, there's another atrocity happening. There's another killing. There's another shooting. There's another this. There's another that. You know, and you feel like, oh boy, I just feel so helpless. I don't know what to do. God knows what to do. So therefore, our eyes need to stay upon him. Amen. And then watch and see what he does. Okay. It goes on to say there, uh, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of, of Mathaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Okay. The Holy Spirit's coming upon him now. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, hearken ye, all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, thus saith the Lord unto you. Now, here comes the word from God. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Please highlight all of that if you don't already have it, already highlighted. Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God. Be not afraid of this multitude of things that are going on in our lives today. Be not afraid. Do not be dismayed. Don't give up. Don't feel like it's a hopeless situation. Don't feel so frustrated because I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. You can conceive. You can seek the creator of the universe. You can seek our almighty God. Amen. Amen. Be not afraid. Be not dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not ours. It's God's. We don't have to worry about the establishment. We don't have to worry about battling, you know, the authorities and whatever may be coming down the pike. You know, they keep talking about this uh, 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 this new world or this new new thing, you know, new order, new order or whatever that they're calling it these days. And, you know, we don't have to worry about that. The battle is not ours. It's God's. You know, it's God's. Okay. It, it goes on to say in verse numbers, the battle is not yours. 15, end of 15. The battle is not yours, but God's tomorrow. 16. Tomorrow, go you down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Z's. And you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Okay. Now he, here God is giving, uh, Jeruel, God is giving them a plan. He's telling them what's happening. God is telling them. Okay. Tomorrow go you down against, uh, against them. Behold, they come up, up by the cliff of Ziz and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Okay. Now he's giving them a glimpse into the future. God knows what is going to come to pass. So this is what God is telling them to do. God knows what is going to come to pass. So at some point in time, in God's at God's pleasure, he will indeed tell us what to do. He will give us day-by-day instructions. He will give you day-by-day instructions for the things that are happening and going on with you personally. God knows the future. He will tell you what to do Monday morning. He will tell you what to do Tuesday morning. He will tell you what to do Wednesday evening, afternoon, whatever it may be. God knows the future and will tell you what to do. Okay? All right? Verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Remember, God said the battle is his. You don't need to fight. Stop wearing yourself out. You don't need to fight in this battle. We will not need to fight in this battle. Okay? Okay? You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord. There it is again. What did we just read back in Exodus there? Stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Okay? Stand you still. Standing still means to stand still. Stand still means to stop. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, these people are driving me crazy. Oh, I can't. Would you believe what I just read? Would you believe what so-and-so did? And -and so-and-so was honored for doing that? Would you believe that? Would you believe? Stand you still. Stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord. Okay? If you're so busy running around, running around, running around, it's hard for you to see the salvation of the Lord because you're not still enough to see it. You are so busy running around, you can't see what God is doing. Amen? Stand you still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. The Lord will be with you tomorrow and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Do not fear. Don't be dismayed. Whatever's going on in your life, God is with you. It's his battle. It's not yours. You're going up against someone, a situation, a a, a set of circumstances. Don't be feared. Have no fear. Don't be dismayed. And Jehoshaphat, verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. There they go again. See, they're worshiping God. There came a word. Holy Spirit touched them. There came a word from God, and they fell down on their faces and they started worshiping God. Alright? And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. There it is again, praise. I'm on that word praise. There it is again. Praising God. How important is praise? Okay? How important is praise? There they were again. Praising God. Okay? It stood up. They stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Okay. And when you're singing to God, you know, sing with your voice on high. You know, I said before, you you know, don't worry about how you sound when you're praising, you're singing praise songs to the Lord. Okay. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. I always say, but praise him on, 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 on high. Okay? We can go to a football game, at least we used to go to football games or basketball games, and when your team scored a point, you jumped up, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah. you know, you burst in a person's eardrum sitting next to you, you certainly, you were not shy, you were not hesitant to, 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 to root and scream and cheer on high. How many times when we we're in church, and we we're singing, around a group of people, you know? Many times we're singing, ah, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're singing that someone next to you can barely hear you, you know? And this is just a side note. You praise God on high. Praise God with the same zest and zeal and enthusiasm that you would a football team or a basketball team when they win, when they score a point. Praise God on high. Let it come from the depths of your spirit. Plus, it feels good. It feels good. You can just praise God unashamedly and unabashedly, Okay with a loud voice on high. Verse 20, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord. I'm saying to you today, Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God. God, So shall you be established. In other words, so shall you be safely kept. Believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be safely kept. Believe his prophets, so you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that thou should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. There again, there's that repeated thing of praising. Here they are going to battle and they're praising God. Okay? They're praising God. They're praising God. Okay? Okay? His mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, of Ammon, against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Okay, what did the Lord do? The Lord set ambush, ambushments. Okay, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. So in other words there, when they stood up and started shouting and praising God and singing praises to his name and everything, the, the, the enemy here, the, the, these three nations, these three countries, these three peoples, they turned on each other and started destroying and killing each other. Israel didn't have to do a thing. The battle belongs to God. Okay? They started killing each other. They've got these things going on today and we're wondering who's jockeying for power, who's jockeying for position, you know, and at the same time, everything that's happening, we or we wind up in many cases being the ones on the short end of the stick, okay? But watch what happens. They will turn on each other. They will turn on each other and destroy each other. We don't have to do a, th- a thing, but just simply, simply, you, you know, you know, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Okay, okay, and 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 let and stand back and watch what He does. right? So there's no need for us to be worried. We pick up the newspaper or hear on TV or radio or whatever what is going on and what plans are being made. You know, what definitely plans are being made, and you're kind of like, oh gosh, what next? You know, you know, they tried to cancel Thanksgiving. Are they going after Christmas next? You know, and then what's going to happen in in the new year? What's going to be next? You know, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and watch what he does. The same way, the same way these people here, Moab, the Ammonites and, and okay. And the Moabites, okay. The same way they turned on each other and destroyed each other. We need to watch and see what God does. Okay. All right. Then it goes on to say in 23, for the children of Ammon and Moab, again, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Okay, so they, they killed each other off. Verse 24, And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were there three days in gathering for the spoil. that was so much. Okay? So in other words, they wound up benefiting from all of this. They wound up prospering by all of this. Amen? Amen? And the same thing is going to happen with us. We don't need to get ourselves so uptight and so afraid and so and, 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 and so worried, okay? Okay, God said to watch what I do. This is God telling us that i got a plan. We know he has a plan. God just simply says to watch, to stand still and be still, okay? So as the days ahead, the weeks ahead, the months ahead, the years ahead, whatever it may take, you know, as long as Jesus tarries, whatever it may take, God has a plan and we just need to watch and see what he does. Amen. Amen. So, so when you see the headlines tomorrow morning or later today or whatever, and and, and you read something, you hear something or whatever, you, you know, you know, do not get uptight inside. While it may appear that uh, or someone is winning or someone is, is, is getting it. And when I say winning, again, I'm not talking about political science. I'm talking about the, the, the advancement of this cause that is out there to, 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 to undo things relating to God. Okay, That's our biggest thing for us to think about as Christians. Now, getting into the politics, I don't care what side of the aisle, I'm talking about what is happening in this country, in this world, in your community, Okay, that wants to get us away from God. To hinder us from from speaking the things of God together, okay, from us from, from, from thinking about the things of God together, okay. We just need to simply stand back and watch what He does, because God always simply says, "The battle is not yours, but it's mine." So, saint of God, just be still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then, as he said, watch what I do. Praise God. Praise God. I pray this message was a blessing to you. And and uh, before we close, uh, come back again next time around and, 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 and to just continue always seeking his face. Remember who he is at all times in your life, okay? And you will be in a good place. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for this time that we've had to spend with you, Lord, and we thank you for your words, O Lord. We pray that your words shall be deeply, deeply kept in our spirits so that they cannot be stolen away. Let us remember these words that we've heard. Let us chew on them, Lord. Let us meditate on them. Let us build them and bring them into our hearts so that we can simply know to stand still and to see your salvation and to just wait on you and to watch indeed as your plan folds out in front of us, O Lord. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify thy name, and we thank you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed in the name of Jesus.